Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Herbert. Players, coaches, Staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Happy morning to you guys. And Kyle, the coach, Duggan. COVID can suck it. COVID can <laughs> totally suck it. Yeah. Uh, for multiple reasons, but uh, this week it has a lot to do with the Chargers and their situation. Um, the it, it feels like a game of musical chairs right now, as far as like you know, one guy gets up, another guy comes down, and I I, I don't <laughs> I just I don't, don't get it. Why? How is it such a slow trickle effect? I don't I don't I don't understand. Just everyone, why does not everyone have it, and then it's just done. Uh, hey, we're not doctors here at the church. I believe in science. I only believe in science. I leave that up to the boys with the big brains. But um, yeah. yes, folks, there's been a lot of COVID business going on and a lot of interesting things as far as like what the NFL and the Players Association have been talking about and coming up with. Um, from Adam Schefter, this starts it off with NFL and the NFL Players Association now have adopted the new CDC guidelines that reduce the quarantine time to five days from 10 days for all COVID-positive players who are asymptomatic, including those who are unvaccinated per sources. So and that's, This is huge. Oh, yeah. It's huge, huge for unvaccinated and for specifically and this vac- week, Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams could play, very well could play. And a lot right. of these guys, yeah, a lot of these if guys I, If play. I'm not mistaken, wasn't it only like... I thought that if you were vaccinated, you just needed two negative tests within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that, they didn't so, have a 10-day uh, quarantine. 
No, well, if they were showing symptoms, yeah. I think that was the that was the caveat. If they were symptomatic, yeah. yeah. If they if were, they had symptoms, they were ten day quarantine as well. The well, if they're ones. still sick, they're sick. Yeah, so you can't come like, back until you're not until you're not sick, sick. anymore. So and if they were showing you need symptoms, the two tests. yeah. Got it. Okay. So, um, so that so that that is huge, you know, for especially for Mike Williams um, coming back. And Tom Pelissaro tweeted out the NFL informed clubs that unvaccinated players who tested positive. COVID-19 in recent days, including Colts quarterback Carson Wentz, linebacker Darius Leonard, and Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams are now eligible to play Sunday, provided symptoms have improved per sources. So that is the key, is that they have to yeah. be improved on their symptoms and have those negative tests. So, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see because Mike, they activated some players yesterday. We got to, you know, we'll get into that list, but Mike wasn't activated. Um, and I think Correct. he's past that five days. So the worry is that he might still have some lingering symptoms. And I mm-hmm. think that's what happened with Linval, and that's why Linval was out for so long. So, you know, they are super athletes, but they also can get sick and right. can't still push human. this stuff off. So right. hopefully he feels better soon. I don't, you and know, we don't want to What's the latest? It's back. Friday's the last day to get activated, yeah, from the COVID list? Well, and my question is like in the back in the day, it was always like, "Hey, you don't you don't practice, you don't play." Like, where where does coach stand on just like activating? Oh no no no, <laughs> they're just gonna get tossed in there if he's <laughs> ready to go. He's in. getting yeah. The same Pop Warner in. No, yeah. you gotta win. That's the, you gotta win football games to keep your job. So coaches right. in the NFL are not trying to instill, like high school. Yeah, yeah, instill work ethic into their players like Pop <laughs> yeah. Warner. You don't practice, you don't play. Well, nope. shit. I guess I won't. <laughs> Cut, cut. That was the worst part be about, good, God damn it. That was the worst part about uh, playing football in high school is like you, you, like if you wanted to leave, you had to be back for practice. Like I would, I would not go to school one day because I wasn't feeling great, but I would go to practice because I didn't well, want to well, miss the you, game on Friday. You, you can't do that either because you had to go to two two periods of school in order to go to practice as well. Maybe that was, was like a. a I, I don't that know. was a little. I think that was slightly different. When I, I'm a bit of an older era, OG. Of periods may not be <laughs> as important. The OG style. I think it was just one period, so I would sneak in there for like the last one, and then just drag my ass out onto the onto the practice field. You so, went to your digital know. media class, and that's yeah, probably. went in there, took a nap, and then went to practice. <laughs> so. Uh, it, which so it's huge news here, folks, and um, even bigger news for the Chargers. These guys have been activated now from the COVID list, and this is a long list: Austin Eckler, um, Tavon Campbell, Joe Gaziano, Joey Bosa, uh, Jalen Guyton, Kamon Hall, Corey Lindsley, Trey Marshall, Justin Jones, Chris Rumpf, Chase Daniel, Senio Kelametti, and Andre Roberts. That's that was a lot of guys we were missing last week. When you actually look at this list, you're like, oh wow, okay, we lost to the Texans. Okay, I know my it's thirteen my guys. Yeah, that's a and there's some there's some Pro Bowlers in here. So oh yeah, it's it's nice to see. There's some names that I just I was like, oh shit, that's right. Like even like Trey Marshall wasn't there. Like some of the Joe yeah. Gaziano, like some of these backup guys that are that are all, that are good and serviceable weren't yeah. there. So right. Chris Rump, thank who's God. He's a rookie, but he's been in that edge position. And so that, yeah. you know, when we're talking about like, you know, Kenneth Murray not having a great game last week and God, isn't there somebody else? It's like, yeah, but they're all sick, dude. <laughs> like they're all yeah. sitting on the sidelines. So, um, so great to see all these guys coming back, uh, ready to play. And, but however, added to the COVID list, uh, recently is Kenneth Murray, Storm Norton, Matt Overton, the long snapper, 
uh, kicker Dustin Hopkins, Trey Pipkins, and Devontae Harris, cornerback. And we just signed Devontae Harris, didn't we, to the yep. to the squad. So um, it is uh, it is unfortunately extremely contagious, and uh, it's clearly showing to be an issue here for the Chargers. But getting 13 guys back from the COVID list is a step in the right direction. And hopefully, uh, prior to Sunday, one of those people is Mike Williams. Yeah, we, um, the Storm Norton thing was like, just at the beginning of the season, we're like, ah, oh, Storm Norton's a backup. But you see him on this list now, it's like, oh no, Storm Norton's on this list. Yeah. Because you look at our right tackle, like what, you know, the, the re- most realistic thing is Schofield to right tackle and then they Calamete at right guard, which we all saw what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, Or Brendan Hymas coming in. I don't know what the depth chart is now, but like, you know, the question is, man. Does do they go wild card and Brian Bulaga come back right this week? Like active? Have go. they even designated him to? They haven't even designated him to return yet. Because on so, I think on Monday or Tuesday they <laughs> they designated uh, Fackrell, um, and who else? Oh, Mark, Mark Webb, Webb. both got yeah. designated to return, so they could come back any day within the next couple of weeks now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Bulaga, yeah. Bye bye, Belaga. It's not coming back this year. <laughs> Bummer. Missed the whole season. Yeah, that is that is really unfortunate. Um, yeah, Dan Popper tweeted that Mark Webb and Kyler Fackrell are both coming back to practice today, uh, designated to return, and their 21 day activation windows are now open. So we'll see if those guys come back. But yeah, the right tackle that is a concern now. When your starter's been out all season, the backup's been doing a good job, but now he's got COVID, unfortunately. So I think. If I mean, given these new stipulations as far as five days, you know, that's we're, we're kind of in that window ish. As long as there's no symptoms with the new rules, you should yeah, be that's okay. The, that's the right. hard part. None of our guys have ever, none of our guys have come back from when getting on the list. And then by Sunday, that none of them have been ready to go yet. I mean, but that was had, with, yeah. I was going to say, we've had situations where, like, for, there was one week where Mike Williams and Chris Harris were put on the list just because they were the close contact and not right. necessarily close contact, yeah. they but weren't not COVID positive, but not COVID yes. positive. Cause so. they don't designate exactly what this is. So right. Fingers crossed. So yeah, hopefully it's just a close contact situation. They haven't really, if, if they've said we've not seen it necessarily here at the charger chat. So don't ho- take everything that we say with a grain of salt. We're not, uh, <laughs> we're not late breaking news as far as like what, what's going on with the, uh, charger situation. But, um, as far as we can tell, we're not really sure if this is a close contact situation or not. If he does have COVID, though, hopefully he is in that little window of time and can and can come back on Sunday because that right that right tackle spot, man, that is yeah. That's I a don't concern. know who's going to go out there. I will say this about Brian Bulaga: he has done something great for us this year. Do you know what that is? Hmm. Corey Lindsley. I don't know what he said to that man, oh, but right. he got he him was on kind this of roster. The, uh, so. Yeah. Nothing else. You brought a Pro Bowler center to help him bring him to the team. Yeah. So he's I'll a, give you that. He's a very up. expensive agent. That's, that's <laughs> why I'm very expensive hype man. <laughs> yeah. All right, gang. Well, now it is time to talk about another podcast on the fan sided network of podcasts. It is the Knuckleheads podcast. Uh, NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, 
This unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no foul. The Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. Hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, they've had guests on that include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. So go on over to the fan-sided family of podcasts and check out the Knuckleheads podcast. All right, well, looking on over now to the injury report, uh, there's quite a few names on here. There's a lot more than I expected, but a lot of them are getting full practices in. Uh, tight end Steven Anderson with a shoulder injury. Devon Campbell with a hamstring injury, Linval Joseph with a shoulder injury, Uchenna Nwosu with a shoulder hip injury, and Jerry Tillery with an ankle injury. All those guys got in full practices. Uh, Derwin James still dealing with his hamstring, got a limited practice in, and sad to see Drew Tranquil uh, with his ankle injury did not practice. So whatever Frank, took him out of Frank that game... Was- yeah, Tranquil's ankle. You got to be worried about those. <laughs> he really stretched. Yeah. <laughs> Tranquil's ankle. Um. <laughs> You're welcome. It's early, but I still got him. Was, <laughs> I still, um, I still you got watch, it. You still you gotta <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch out for those because he would he break it the last year and like hopefully I don't know what ankle this is but. We saw yeah. last game. We need Drew Tranquil out there. Big He's time. essential to that linebacking core. Well, yeah, and with Kenneth Murray on the COVID list now, it's you don't even have that it's guy in the middle. It's, yeah. it's, it's all right. We got Ong Bong Bamiga. He doesn't yeah. start there anyways. Bamiga. Let's go Bamiga. Bamiga and yeah. Um, well, maybe Neiman will get some more snaps this week and get ready possibility to possibility too. Yeah. Um, Ian Rappaport tweeted out Broncos quarterback Drew Locke is expected to be the team starter once again this week versus the Chargers. Source said as incumbent Teddy Bridgewater continues to recover from a concussion, uh, the team will continue to be smart with it. So, yeah, we all uh, saw that injury that Teddy Bridgewater had, and it looked dangerously was, similar yeah, to Donald Parham's uh, situation. Era. So, um, so yeah, Drew Locke will be the quarterback. Um, I don't, I'm pretty sure they still have, who's that other backup? Uh, he used to be a Broncos, like BSU quarterback. I think Brett Ripon or Rippon. Um, oh, you would know more than us, my guy. I don't know well, any. Yeah. Well, he was, he was initially drafted over to the Broncos and never really got anything going. He's basically their Easton stick Easton as far stick, as, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it's Drew Locke, which I mean, what, what's the, you've made a comparison or to what his play style is in the past Drew Locke, um, not a. W- what was your comparison, Kyle? As far as like he's not good for the deep passes; he's more of the checkdown thrower. Is that the well, style of play he, he is? Well, he's just kind of a wild card. He wants to be like a Brett Favre type and try to throw the ball deep, but mm-hmm. he's not very good at it. So I think they put a leash on him a little bit and don't let him take those chances because they know that they they win with their defense. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, if Drew Locke's in the game, you really don't know. He could go full wild card and start hucking the ball downfield. Um, but the Broncos are a defensive team that runs the ball well. So I think it, the quarterback that's back there, I don't think really makes much of a difference mm-hmm. um, with the squad they have right now. He, Drew Locke's obviously not better than Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater or else he would have been playing all year. There you go. Um, so that's a good thing for the Chargers. We also saw quite a bit of him when we played the Broncos last time because mm-hmm. Teddy was hurt half the game. They wanted so. they wanted to get him out of there as quick as possible and get Teddy back in. I remember yeah, that so, pretty vividly. I mean, anytime you get to play a backup quarterback, I guess it's good unless it's um, 
this guy that we played last week for the Texans that right. just went all pro on us. Right. It wasn't a backup. He was a third stringer. There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't direct backup. It makes it so much better. Yay. Got it. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Hey, let's be specific. But I think like looking at the looking at this game now, like you look at like what do you want them to beat us with? And I think you want them to beat us with Drew Locke. We need to stop the run. And right. make Drew Drew Lock try and beat us because well, yeah, that's hard though. That's always the that's that was the case the last time. You want Teddy Bridgewater to beat you too mm-hmm. because he's he's very conservative and he's not going to take the deep shots. And that's what that's what the game plan was last time. We just weren't able to execute. So mm-hmm. you 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 know how to beat the Broncos. You you got to stop that running game. Force him to drop back and throw the ball a lot. It'll lead to turnovers. Good field position, but it's just it's easier said than done. It, it's easy to come up with a game plan. It's hard to execute it. Right. Well, it's tough too. It's tough too because, like, you know, looking back at some of the games, like the Broncos' defense, just sneaky, one of the better ones. Like they give up some yardage, but scoring defense, yeah, they they don't allow. They let the Chiefs had most points scored since we played them last with twenty two, mm-hmm. and then the Lions gave up. They gave them ten. The Bengals gave them fifteen. Like even though they might be losing these close games, like this defense is. This is the kind of game that stresses me out. These are yeah. the, the like were unable to score and you know if you look at this just what they've done in the last four weeks since they played us last so if we score more than the chiefs 22 we should be pumped because they're not allowing much of anything right to some of the like Bengals. that's a good offense they only allowed 15 points so right it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game man it's gonna be yeah, tough. sure absolutely yeah these are these are two very important games and they're just they're not gimme games none of the games have been this season ones that we thought should be we're not <laughs> um nope. But uh, the other thing that might also kind of lean a bit in our favor, we'll find out uh, as the game gets closer, but the Broncos also placed wide receiver Tim Patrick, uh, tackle Calvin Anderson, and safety Caden Stearns on their COVID-19 list. And, and yeah. They're doing yeah, we, the same stuff we are. We know as soon as a couple names pop up, there's more to come shortly, and it's going to come fast and, and hard. So right. that and was just later- yesterday that they got placed. So I'm sure there'll be more today. Right. And the later in the week, the definitely more likely they will not be playing. Right. right. Yeah. Looking at some of these numbers as far as what you were talking about there, Kev, as far as, uh, you know, points allowed, rushing yards uh, versus the Chiefs, they had 154. Is that for them? Is that the Broncos yeah, had 154 Bron- rushing yards? Wow. These are all what the Broncos accomplished by rushing. Wow. So, yeah, Lions yeah. 184. Yikes. <laughs> Look at that Raiders game. They only gave up eight. They only they only rushed for eighteen yards last. And week. They, do you want to know why this was the first game that Drew Locke started? Wow, so they just I put everyone in saying. the box. That's what this is. Why I'm thinking you make Drew Locke beat us because right. what happened in that game? The Raiders they, they only this team only rushed eighteen yards on the Las Vegas Raiders, and Drew Locke was pedestrian. He had fifteen for twenty two, one hundred fifty three yards with zero and zero. TDs and, and interceptions. So wow. I, I, it's a different game. Like Teddy Bridgewater is not the most exciting quarterback by any means, but he is right down the middle. He's not going to blow it. You know what and I mean? He's mobile. I, he's more mobile than Drew he's, Locke. He's a little more mobile. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I, if anything, looking back, like this is an opportunity. Maybe this mm-hmm. is, you know, him, him having to start could be an opportunity. We'll, for us. we'll, we'll see if we're more aggressive right off the bat. If you see two high safeties, that's same old, same old. We're saying don't beat us with a big play. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see that safety start to come down in the box to help against the run, hopefully it's Derwin James. Um, you'll know right away that we're saying we, we dare you to beat us true. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, looking at some of these rushing numbers, Melvin Gordon minus four yards on seven carries. Game. Seven carries. <laughs> minus four. What is Gus Bradley's defense doing? This is not a Gus Bradley defense. But look, their their whole team only had they only had fourteen rushes between their running backs. Right. That's not like that's nothing for a whole game. Fourteen rushing. Plays. They were three and out in it the whole game. Yeah. And this was last week, so. You know, I, and there might be some hidden things in there, like how many of their players were unavailable due to COVID, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. But I will say they still only allowed the Raiders to put up 17. Yeah. Right. So th- yeah. look at these numbers. The score is 17 to 13. Right. It doesn't, you look at, you look at, we only rushed 18 yards and we only lost by four. That doesn't usually equate. So I think this defense, you really need to be concerned about them. Clearly. Man. <laughs> This Raider game in week 18, holy heck. I'm not looking past the Broncos by any means, but that thing, that is going to be an outrageous, that's setting up to be, if we could get this W done and the Raiders, because the Raiders are playing the Colts, but the Colts now don't have their starting quarterback. Carson Wentz, yeah. Right. If that could be two Ws, that they're talking about us getting flexed into a primetime Sunday night or Saturday night game, um, which is only great because Jay Herbo just goes off in primetime. Prime Herbie, absolutely. But man, what I a heard, game that's going to be. I heard rumors the Colts might use the uh, Phil phone. They might I'd, be calling down to the Phil, Philly Rivers they special. Might. For, dude, if, if Phil Rivers came out and beat the the Raiders just one week, just like showed up on Friday, <gasps> beat the Raiders on Sunday. And then he and retires the Charger retires the next day. After he beats the Raiders. Be so Maybe that's why he didn't retire awesome. a Charger yet. Yeah, it's like, I need one more W against the Raiders. Yeah, one <laughs> more time to 16. put it to the f***ing Raiders. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, not happening, but damn, would Probably that be not a, happening. That's a movie that needs to be yeah. made. That would that be, would be really good. oh man, that would be awesome. Um, all right, well, folks, don't forget to go on over to chargechat.com. Check out some of the merch that we have over there. Uh, we've got some awesome, awesome merch over there. A lot of it now from artwork from all of you guys that are listening and <laughs> it's on a shirt now you can get it we've got Kickman. we've got uh what's the newest one there Kev? bowie bowie our yeah we didn't really mention it until now it just went up but we uh did we keep i keep accidentally calling joey bosa bowie and i was like wait his bowie. eyes are just like david bowie's eyes <laughs> Okay, we got to do this. We got to make it happen. We got a we got a tough version of of David Bowie's Aladdin Sane album yes. um, as a t shirt. Yeah, uh, as Joey Busta. So go get one. They're yes. fun. Yeah, there's a lot of awesome merch over there to check out, and there's also the members only section where you can chat with other Charger Chat members and even post questions as for the Ask Bolt Fam when we do it on our Tuesday episode. So uh, go on over to ChargerChat.com. Check it out. All right, gang. Well, now it is time to go to our every other weekly segment. It is an awesome segment. If we oh, could yes. do it every week, we probably would. But there's just so much juicy tidbits. And there's only so that's a limited amount of time as far as what can all be researched. But it is time for Bolt History. Let's see what Mike Modlin's got for us today. Remember like it was yesterday. In comes this whirlwind, Don Coriel. So see the San Diego Chargers and see spectacular professional football at its best. Into the end zone, Charger fans are witnesses to history! What's up, Bolt gang? Welcome back to Bolt History with me, Mike Maudlin. And today's installment, we are going to be covering a very special Bolt history, one specifically requested by our own Kev Huggin Duggan. And we are going to be talking about the 2004 NFL Draft, 
which most people probably remember that the Giants and the Chargers switched quarterbacks or swapped quarterbacks, Eli Manning, for Phillip Rivers. But I wanted to cover all the other things around that particular trade and that scenario and that particular situation um, because there was actually a lot to it that uh, a lot of people don't know. Um, Eli had spoken with players and coaches, GMs and owners around the league prior to the 2004 NFL draft. And he kind of got a sense that things weren't going so well in San Diego, which is one of the reasons why he didn't really want to get drafted there. Uh, when he took a trip to visit them, one of their big selling points was Antonio Gates, which we all know would have been a huge selling point, except at that time, Antonio Gates had not played football before. Um, so they were selling this basketball player who had never played football before as a, as a star for Eli to throw to. And that was one of the things that kind of gave him a, a bad vibe at the time. But there were other things that he didn't really like uh, about the owners. A lot of people felt that they were cheap and things like that. Um, so he threatened to sit out if the Chargers drafted him and he was going to re-enter the 2005 draft if the Chargers did take him. A lot of people think that it was Archie, Archie Manning, his father, that had a big hand in him not coming to the Chargers. But uh, Eli admitted many years later that uh, it wasn't Archie at all. It was all Eli and his agent and their feelings towards the Chargers and other teams at the top of the draft. His father only spoke out because he knew Eli was going to take heat for it because it was a very controversial decision. It was risky uh, and it might be looked down on by some of the people in the league. So he tried to take some of the heat away from Eli by uh, by speaking out at the time. He, Eli also told the Chargers at one point, please don't on the down low, please don't draft me. And this can just be our little secret. Uh, but the Chargers didn't uh, realize it was supposed to be a secret and they drafted him anyway. And the main reason for that is that general manager A.J. Smith at the time had a pretty devious plan up his sleeve. So Tom Condon was Eli's agent. Tom Condon told A.J. Smith that Archie Manning wishes that they didn't select Eli and they think that he'd be a good fit for the New York Giants. Uh, we understand his position and clearly understand his interest in New York, but we will do what we think is best for the franchise, is what A.J. Smith said. We had a good visit with Archie and expressed our vision for the future, which included Antonio Gates, like I was mentioning for the future of the team, and it was pretty strong possibility that the Chargers were going to select him first overall. The Chargers had a 4-12 and record the year before, so they had the number one overall pick in the 2004 NFL draft. Uh, and A.J. Smith didn't really like it that word was getting out that uh, that Eli didn't want to play for the Chargers, so he, he took it upon himself to find out why he was being told not to draft Manning. Uh, he thought it was his responsibility as general manager to find out what it was all about. Where is this all coming from? And so AJ did some research and he was pretty much shocked with the information that he was gathering. Uh, he said his quote was a lot of ruthless things are done in our national football league down and dirty. Once he connected all the dots and realized that all the parties involved, uh, one, it's the giants two, it's the agent and three Archie Manning. Um, but according to the general general manager of the Giants at the time, Ernie Accorsi, the Giants never really felt much ur urgency to draft Eli. They were in a good spot. Uh, they never felt tremendous pressure that they had to get him because there were three quarterbacks they had rated very high. Eli, of course, Ben Roethlisberger and Rivers. So they felt like there was no way that they could lose. Uh, they were going to get they liked all three. They had them all rated very high, so they didn't feel like they were going to lose out uh, no matter which quarterback they drafted. Uh, Eli's agent was still worried about all the uh, all the teams ahead of the Giants selecting him, which, of course, were the Chargers, the Raiders and the Cardinals. Condon also thought that the Bidwells, the Bidwells, sorry, the Cardinals owners were cheap as well, and he didn't like the fit with the Raiders in Oakland either. 
Uh, and AJ Smith said they didn't want any part of San Diego because of him, because of AJ Smith. Uh, they thought that he was a scout, that it was a novice GM, and he doesn't really know what he's doing right now. He just got there. Uh, head coach Marty Schottenheimer was there, and Tom Condon was also Marty's agent. His uh, AJ's sources told him that uh, that he knew Sh- Marty Schottenheimer wasn't long to be the Chargers head coach. Like he wasn't going to last there very long. Um, during the 2003 season, quarterback Drew Brees was benched for five games and finished the year with 11 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Guess what? Drew Brees was also one of Tom Condon's um, clients as well. So he already didn't like what Marty was doing with Brees. He didn't like Brees being benched. Uh, He didn't think that Marty was going to be there very long. He also didn't think A.J. Smith knew what he was doing as a general manager because he had just become a general manager for the first time uh, after being assistant general manager with John Smith. Ernie, of course, he uh, said he didn't really call A.J. Smith much, uh, but the week of the draft, he said, or A.J. said, I'll call you Friday. And the draft was on Saturday, and A.J. didn't call Ernie Acorsi. Uh, so he really felt that they were not going to make that trade, Acorsi said. According to Smith, that was all part of the plan. So A.J. Smith said he played the game for their best interest, the Chargers' best interest. And the first part of it was saying that he'd call him back on Friday, which he had no intention of doing at all. Uh, he wasn't going to call him. He just wanted to make him stew. Uh, so they on Friday morning, they, they, he uh, A.J. Smith discussed his plan with Dean Spanos and Ed McGuire, our capologist. He told him that he was going to inform a particular person who he called a shadow, uh, that he was going to be telling this person that he's going to be calling the Giants with seven and a half, seven and a half minutes left to go in, in, their, in their pick, in the, the fourth overall pick. So he was going to wait till half of their time was gone before he called them just to give them an opportunity to come up with a deal. And if they can't, I'd just say, I have some bad news. If it doesn't work out to our liking, then we'll just be out of a first round pick. If they selected Eli and he went back through the, the draft process in 2005. So he told this shadow person, this, I'm telling you this in great confidence. I want you to know that there are four people who know this. Dean Spanos, Ed McGuire, myself, and now you. This particular person said, oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for telling me our plans. And he had great faith that that trust would be violated uh, and the information would be relayed to the Giants. And he expressed that to, he let, A.J. Smith let Dean Spanos and and Ed McGuire know that he expected this person to violate his trust. So he A.J. Smith wanted to relay all that information because it would give the Giants an opportunity to not have a few minutes to decide while they're gathered around a table, but to have all of that night and all of that day leading up to the draft up until their, their selection came. So uh, Ernie, of course, he has since said that he knew the Chargers would call. In 2014, he said a media member told him that the Chargers would be calling with seven and a half minutes left on the clock. Um, but they still didn't know who the shadow was um, because he... Of course, he tried to connect the dots. And of course, the person who told him this wasn't in San Diego at the time, didn't have anything to do with the Chargers. So he wondered how this media member found this out, wondered if the shadow person told the media member. Um, so he was, they were all trying to figure this out. And they, they were they were having trouble. Um, nobody really knows to this day who that shadow was, but that shadow definitely violated um, the A.J. Smith's trust just as he expected him to. Um, and. They have a feeling that they know who the suspects were. They don't think it was Marty Schottenheimer because Marty and Ernie Acorsi were very close friends and they had agreed to not talk to each other until after the draft was over. Um, But like I said, the shadow is still a mystery. But the deal was reached so quickly that A.J. Smith felt confident that the Giants already knew the phone was going to ring. 
Um, it came together so fast, so fast, it was almost comical, A.J. Smith said. It was very much to my liking, and for fun, I also threw—oh, this is another thing I forgot to mention. The Giants were pretty much comfortable giving up whatever the Chargers wanted as long as it wasn't a pass rusher. So Ernie, of course, he basically told A.J. Smith that I will trade, you know, just about anything except don't ask for Osia Omanura or any of our other pass rushers. So when that deal came about so quickly on draft day, A.J. Smith, just to mess with Ernie, of course, he threw in Osia Omanura's name to, to, in, in the draft trade talk just to mess with him. And he said, of course, it was that would have been a deal breaker. So uh, he just had to laugh. And he said, I'm just kidding, Ernie. Now, how much time do we have? Minutes? And then, boom, the trade was done. Uh, we we knew what we were going to give is what, of course, he said. They had their own meetings. They were willing to give them our uh, – they were willing to give us their number one and other draft choices that we gave. We just weren't going to give a pass rusher. So it didn't make any difference. I needed about three seconds to make that decision is what, of course, he said. So when they when the Chargers asked for next year's number one, they said yes right away because they had already decided that was the going rate. The final agreement was the swap between the quarterbacks, Eli Manning for Philip Rivers. The Chargers also received the 2005 first round draft pick, which became Sean Merriman, the 2004 third round draft pick, which became uh, Nate Kading, and the 2004 fifth round draft pick, which the Chargers ended up trading to Tampa Bay to get Roman Oben, who was our tackle for quite a while, if you remember Roman Oben. And just last but not least, some of the uh, the other recognizable names from that draft in 2004, Larry Fitzgerald, Sean Taylor, Kellen Winslow Jr., and D'Angelo Hall. Hope you enjoyed this Bolt history. Don't forget to stay bolted. Follow the Charger Chat on all the social media platforms and on YouTube. Make sure to, to subscribe to the Charger Chat podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Supercharger. Okay, love you, bye. Well, that's uh, who knew there was I'll so be, much I'll mystery. Be a shadow person. Oh I'll my be God, <laughs> we've got we've got the garage. shadow person here. Shadow person. Yes. Be careful what you say on here. Be careful what you say on here, Adam. You'll never <laughs> know the shadow person. Who I am. Boy, I sure would hate it if the I, it's I don't me. have any. Oh, it's you. Oh, I don't have to worry about it anymore. All right. <laughs> Well, wow, Mike, thank you for that. was awesome, dude. What a great awesome. story. And holy cow, like, <laughs> imagine if they could have been like, yeah, we're going to get this future pro bowler, you know, future Hall of Famer Antonio Gates, who's going to set the record for most touchdowns by a tight end and yeah. them going, nah. Yeah, not, not really enough. a sell. Didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't, doesn't do anything for He's me. He's a basketball player? What? No, basketball player? What? Basketball. He played basketball? Yeah, that's that's crazy That <laughs> to look back and be like, no, we're going to have this really good player and have him go, nah, and then it's, have that it, player just blow it, it up. It's funny to me, like, hearing the story because it kind of aligns with other stories I've heard about A.J. Smith. He's just kind of a sneaky dick. It's just kind <laughs> of like the, gen like the general vibe of AJ Smith and the way players talked about him and way, you know, kind of like contract negotiations would go. I remember there for a hot minute, like there was like a, there was a battle between him and Phil Rivers, him mm. and Antonio Gates. There were all these battles. So it makes sense that this is how he came out of the gates playing some crazy games with shadow people. I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised is basically what I'm saying. He's very sneaky, sir. Very sneaky. Um, yeah, boy, what a what a wild story and what a gamble to be like. Yeah, we might we might lose this pick because he wants to go back to the draft. You know, next year if we can't get this trade done, it's like damn. That's that's 
that's wild that, that he is crazy. would just be okay with just not having a first round draft pick and missing out on two of those quarter like the other quarterbacks. It's just mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if that I don't know. That's bold cotton. <laughs> it it is off. a bold strategy. Um and and honestly, like when was the last time? I mean, this might be recent and I just can't remember, but when was the last time a player was like I don't want to be drafted by this team. And if they draft me, I'm willing to sit out until the draft next year. I don't think there's been another Manning come through the process yet, but maybe I think there's Arch think Manning. It's, maybe it's, it's just all a family Manning, related. Yeah, thing. there's yeah. a there's a nephew coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a Manning to f- some shit up for sure. Wow. Yeah. What what a what a I mean, talk about a bold strategy to be like, yeah, I'm I'm I would rather not play football and not get paid. For a whole year and just come back wasn't next that, year to didn't be John Elway, somebody else. Didn't John, John Elway, Elway did do the same similar. thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, there's a really cool ESPN documentary on that. Um, hmm. ESPN 30 for 30 on Elway and that that whole draft and how they were playing some sketchy games because hmm. he didn't want. I can't remember. I don't. I think it was the Chargers again. He didn't want to play for the Chargers. Good lord. There's a there seems to be a theme here. Well, that was prior to the Eli Manning days, but yes, I, I think it's interesting that there are that there were times that players were just like yeah no i would rather not play for this team you know just based off of either what they've heard or what their agents have said like not having any experience with the team whatsoever and just being like yeah i'd rather not i wonder if there's something (laughs) in there in the cba that like penalizes now like the new cba maybe about because they've taken you know you remember back in the day there were a lot of guys that were making these monster contracts their rookie yeah. year, yeah. and they were, you know, like a Sam Bradford. He got paid so much money. It was just a lot of money. You know, like there's a lot of that. Or what was the dude from uh, the Raiders? Um, totally blew it. I can't remember his name. Um, quarterback. Uh, mm. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. Crap. Uh, the guy, he gained like a bunch of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the buffets. Yeah. Uh, Utterly forgettable. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus, Jamarcus I knew there was Russell. people listening to this yeah. shouting. Jamarcus yeah. Russell. Yeah. So yeah. apologies to you guys. Um, but yeah, so I think there maybe there's something in the new CBA. I haven't like you know fine tooth combed that shit, but maybe right. there's something in there where it's a little harder to duck and dive teams. Yeah. Or they're just not. People just are like, yeah, I'll go play and get paid millions of dollars to play for whatever football team chooses me. <laughs> right, exactly. Dumb. Well, humble. So a question yeah. to you guys. If you were in the NFL draft and you were the first pick, what one team would you definitely not play for? Raiders. 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 I'm glad we're on the same page. Absolutely. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yes. Do you karate in the garage? <laughs> yes. All right. Can we share? Can we make bunk beds, Dad? Mom? <laughs> Yes, so um, much room for activity. Dale, no power tools. <laughs> <laughs> it's my toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, gang, that is basically it for us here at the Charger Chat. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I don't want to get be... swept by the Broncos, so we're going to get a dub this with Sunday. It just has to happen. Yeah. I don't care who is on the COVID list, who can't play, who can't play. I don't care if. Joey Bosta has to go in at right tackle. We're going to win this football game. I love it. That would be amazing. I love it. I love it. All right, gang. Well, that'll do it for us here at the Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. He can't keep a secret, and you know he can't. Shadow Man. 
When you need top secret info to leak, don't just trust anyone. Call. The Shadow Man. Shadow Man. Having hot info drop all at once is old. Who cares? Go for the slow boil. Go for the bold strategy. Go for... The Shadow Man. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.